It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Tonight's tale of terror comes from the Trick or Treaters podcast. Join them as they journey into the horrifying unknown. <laughs> you are listening to the Trick or Treaters podcast, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Movie reviews, horror news, and all the gory details. Listen if you dare. And hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Trick or Treaters podcast. I'm your host Kyle and unfortunately JR cannot be with us tonight. Uh, But I am not alone. I have brought on a friend of mine to join me on this episode and if uh if you listen to any of the sh- other shows on the slash class podcast network uh you'll probably know him uh it is lane from the lane shift lane how are you doing buddy hey hey thank you for the introduction Hi, i'm doing all right uh you know just been being freaky geeky chilling about bothering people you know making arguments as always because i love everything way too much and i hype everything way too much <laughs> Um, hey man, seriously, thank you for bringing me on to talk about uh, a really good classic. Um, you know, and I appreciate it and everything. Of course, uh, I'm I'm happy you get to join. Uh, I'm ha- I'm happy you get to join me. Uh, I think uh, this may be the. I think this is your first time on on the show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, so yeah. I think uh, I, I've been on your show a few times and I, I know that we've done like uh, just uh, we've each been on other people's shows together and everything. Right, right. We've always met up on other shows, but uh, this is, yeah, this is definitely my first time being on your show. And uh, he doesn't want to say anything, but I'm actually replacing his co-host JR. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, Jr. If you're if you're listening, uh, don't worry, buddy. We're not replacing you. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes, all jokes. I can I, I can never replace you, Jr. You hear that, Jr. Kyle uh, loves you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, me and Lane are going to be talking about a like he said a classic. It's a uh, it's one of uh. I it took me a few years to finally watch, and then I when I did, I, I was like, "Wow, why I wait so long to actually watch this movie? It's actually it's really really good." Uh, it's it's one of my favorite Rob Zombie movies that he's done. I actually like it more than House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, we're talking about 2005's The Devil's Rejects, and uh, uh, Elaine, uh, how about you give a little brief. Uh, a brief summary of what you thought of this movie. Uh, you know, honestly, a brief summary. It it definitely has. Uh, if you're like me, when you first started watching, you know, Rob Zombie films, this is the first one I saw before House of a Thousand Corpses. You kind of get a little confused if you've never seen the previous one, but once you get into it, you kind of pick up the pace and you realize what it's all about. And it's an enjoyable film. It's great. It's got everything you need. 
sympathy, empathy, action, blood, gore, hostile takeovers, and of course, cultists fleeing for their lives. It's excellent. I recommend it. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, if you're if you're ready, if you don't have anything else to to, to add, uh, I say well, when we get straight into the review. Yeah, let's tootie fucking fruity do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right, so we're talking about 2005's The Devil's Rejects. What police have uncovered reads like this. Words can't describe it. Are we here? We are playing on a level that most will never see. You're going to start the killing. You best start it right here. So, The Devil's Rejects was released on July 22nd, 2005. It has a runtime of 109 minutes. It had a budget of $7 million and it made a box office total of $20.9 million. So, it, it was quite successful. Uh, it was directed by Rob Zombie. And it's uh, it stars Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Sherry Moon Zombie, Matthew McGorry, Ken Faree, uh, William Forsyth. Uh, 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 music was done by Tyler Bates, and this it, is just a great film. Uh, it even has Michael Berryman's in it, Tanny uh, Trejo's in it, and even Diamond Dallas Page. That was really fucking random, but I, as a wrestling fan, I, I got excited seeing him in this movie. Wow, that is whew, that is definitely a very big popular cast, honestly. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of, and I'm pretty sure there's another person in there that is pretty well known. Um, I'm trying to think of their name actually right now. Um, yeah, uh, Dave uh, PJ, uh Um, In case you don't know who Dave Sheridan is, that is actually the guy who played Officer Doofy in the very first scary movie. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in there, and then even PJ Souls even makes an, a cameo appearance for 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 a scene, Ooh. and everybody knows her from Halloween. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even realize that, but you're absolutely right. Damn. Yep. 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 She's in there, and then a couple other characters that you might recognize from uh, from Rob Zombie's uh, remake of Halloween uh, makes appearances as well. Uh, one's actually a, a main character. Oh shit! Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely right. Wow. <laughs> Rob Zombie is definitely a big recast man. Uh, I don't know. You know, it seems like it. Yeah, and it's crazy because there's two things about Rob Zombie is, and I respect him for recasting. First off, that's 
him and Kevin Smith, I respect them both for that because that's amazing that he truly values the people who helps him make his films and dreams come true. Um, we're recasting, which nothing wrong with that. Honestly, I respect it a hundred percent. Um, with, of course, with, uh, keeping the same cast and all that. Uh, and another thing is, you know, Stanley, Stephen King, they like to do their cameos, but Rob Zombie does something different. You know, you're watching a Rob Zombie film when he's showing his wife's ass throughout the movie somehow. Like, I don't care what anyone will say. (laughs) Rob Zombie will find a reason to put his wife's ass in a movie. And I I joke you not like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I mean, seriously, like in the beginning of devil's rejects, she's, she's like literally on the run and she's crawling through like the swampy marsh and her jeans fall down. Like, okay, Rob, we get it. We know it's your movie. Now let's continue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just like any Rob Zombie movie, he finds a way to bring his wife into the movie oh, yeah. in any way possible. Oh. Even trying making her, even maybe putting her as a main character. Oh, <laughs> well, name one Rob, no. but <laughs> name seven yeah. Rob Zombie movies that she's not the main character. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> but, but, but I will say this role, uh, this role that she does as baby in this House of Thousand Corpses and then the the sequel to house uh later on uh three from hell uh, is probably my favorite role of hers though for sure oh definitely definitely uh i can 100 yeah. percent agree with you on that first off nothing against sherry moon zombie she's an excellent actress um i highly respect her and i highly respect rob for casting her because they make really a great company a horror team uh for directing and movie producing etc um and I do agree. She makes an excellent baby. She just knows how to play this crazy, psychotic, twisted, uh, insane person, you know, of course, a part of the cult family, um, which is phenomenal. Um, and I definitely really loved her more in Devil's Rejects more than anything, because this is when she definitely steps up to the plate and becomes more badass. Um, you know, in House of a Thousand Corpses, she was just... Uh, she was more of the starter, but uh, Bill's character definitely like she was just like uh, Captain Spaulding. Her character was more of the starter, you know. Captain let him there. She did just the easy stuff, and then was left on to Bill's character to do the more fucked up, twisted things. <laughs> but um, she definitely becomes way more of a badass in here. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird. It's like. In a thousand in House of a Thousand Corpses, that movie had more of like a carnival like feel to the movie, and this movie is more like a fucked up western in a way. <laughs> that is a very excellent way to put that. I mean, honestly, it, it really is. Um, I never even thought about it like that until you had said that. Uh, to be quite honest, yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses is a fucked up carnival movie, and this is more of a fucked up western. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. What sucks and what's uh, what's better is that he uh, and Rob Zombie's mentioned that this was his what he was trying to do on 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 commentary before uh, uh, on the film's commentary. Uh, he he uh, there's many times where they'll throw in like some funny scenes or like you know some little uh, a comedic thing to try and get you to to feel sympathy for the sympathy for for, for these characters and try and like, you know, really like them and stuff. 
but you know, and 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 I'm sure some people do, but you know, on the surface though, these are just really fucked up individuals that <laughs> you're really not supposed to lock at all. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's honestly amazing how uh, Rob Zombie makes you feel so bad for a bunch of pieces of shits. I mean, let's let's be real. Uh, these are not good people. They killed and brutally tortured a lot not of by any means people. whatsoever. Yeah, and yet Rob Zombie yeah, somehow really don't, don't. <laughs> yet Rob Zombie somehow makes you want to make the sheriff who's just doing his job by saving his town feel like the biggest asshole, you know? Um and it's it's crazy. It it definitely is crazy. Um you know though, honestly a, a big thing I loved in Devil's Rejects more than anything is we got a lot more of Captain Spaulding, honestly. Oh yeah. Um, Sid's character. I mean, he's the main character. Yeah, he, he really is. And Sid definitely brings his A-game to the table with it. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I really love the part, you know, where he he confiscates the woman's car. And he's like, he's like, does it look like... Oh, yeah, with it? the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. He's, yeah. It definitely, he definitely was probably, you know, everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, what makes Colin scary? He probably honestly made clowns more scary than anyone because it's more of a realistic attack. You know, there's no such things as demon clowns, but there are such things as people painting their faces like clowns and holding you hostage, asking if they're fucking funny. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Of it. I mean, he, he was basically like, uh, he was kind of like John Wayne Gacy in a way. Yeah, that's that's an excellent way to put him. Um yeah, he he definitely was like John Wayne Gacy. He played that innocent clown face, and then turns out he was just a fucked up piece of shit. <laughs> um, and you know, again, this is just this is Captain Spaulding. Um, and again, Sid, and you know, rest in peace to Sid for being the phenomenal actor he was. And it was such a shame we didn't see much of him in Three from Hell, but to idolize him and to immortalize him in a way just talking about him today is probably what really makes it today right now um sid definitely really brought his a game and it's a damn shame we will never see much more of captain spaulding in these next few you know years but we still have him around through devil's rejects yeah of course yep i'm uh i hate the I never got to meet him. Uh, I know some of my friends did at, at, at horror conventions, but I never got to go and, and, and meet him. I, I hate, I hate that. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, I had one chance to meet him, and then it was crazy because I always talk about the stories when anyone brings up Sid. Is he actually came to a convention where I live? My car was having problems, and I straight up said, "Oh, I'm sure I'll get to meet him next year." Next year came when he unfortunately passed and i was like damn i had one chance <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah yeah that's happened way too many times i can say of, of me either saying oh but there's always next year or me just just flat out just you know what i just don't feel like doing it right now i'll i'll do i'll see him another time and then you know never got to so to the viewers listening uh, heed this warning do not say this shit and go meet your heroes. <laughs> exactly. Do it. I mean, uh, uh, just uh, as a little bit of a, uh, to, to, to try not to stir too much off topic, but 
uh, I did, uh, I will tell you, I did recently go to my first uh, horror convention. I went to it uh, Saturday in Nashville. Uh, it was the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival, and I got to meet Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder, and uh, Scout Taylor Compton. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I, I was really, really, really stoked about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I sat and talked to Kane for a little bit after I uh, got my picture made with him. He told me, I asked him, I just, I, I, I just flat out asked him, I said, uh, do you think there's a chance that we're going to get a uh, hatchet five? And he told me that he thinks that there's a good chance for that. So uh, I, I guess he knows something that other people don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was happy he got to hear that. And uh, I, I unfortunately didn't get to talk to Bill Mosley as much as I wanted. He was extremely busy and his line was crowded. So it basically, I just had to, I basically, the extent of me meeting him was, uh, uh, was me getting a picture made with him and shaking his hand and thanking him, and uh, I wish I would have been able to talk to him more. But uh, I'm just glad I got my picture made with it. I will say though, Scout Taylor Compton like really shocked me. She, I initially didn't go there to like get a picture with her or even meet her or or anything like that. She was more of somebody that you know. I, I know her from the Halloween movie from Rob Zombie's Halloweens. And, you know, if I have time, I'll stop by her booth. But I ended up walking by her booth when I just initially went in there. And she was so sweet and so easy to talk to that I was like, okay, I I can't not get my picture made with her at least. And so uh, after I was done meeting everybody, I went back to her booth and uh, paid to have a a picture made with her. I talked to her for a little bit and she even made a a personal uh, video recording, a shout out for my friends, the Scream Queens. I got her to do that and she did that for free. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. uh, Of course, I liked and reshared or retweeted as people could say. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that's, that's... if you ever get a chance to meet her, definitely meet Scout Taylor Compton. She she's she's a, she's a sweet 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 person. Definitely, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of people at conventions, Bill Mosley, acting Devil's Rejects, excellent. Am I right, <laughs> dude? He, I, I don't want to say he makes this movie, but his character, uh, him him as Otis Driftwood, is just amazing. Like easily probably my favorite one of the bunch, honestly of the Firefly of the Fire the Firefly family. It's definitely uh, definitely Bill Mosley, which I, I've been a big fan of him ever since TCM two. Oh, yeah. His 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 portrayal of Chop Top is just top notch. You know what's amazing to me? The fact that you know Otis's last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Otis Driftwood. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I swear, man. Every time I come onto someone else's show, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I talk to normal people about horror, they're like, when I say normal people, I just mean people who don't watch horror. They're like, oh, uh, blah blah blah. I don't even know what this movie's called, and I tell them. But then when I come in, I'll show. It's like I'll know the characters' last names and shit. And like it blows my mind. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was a horror fan. <laughs> oh, just oh. yeah. You- <laughs> hey, you talk to you know other people, and they may have they may know some things here and there but not much then you come on other people's shows and they tell you their last names their astrological signs their <laughs> birthday <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah that uh you know and it's it's definitely crazy because 
you know, Devil's Rejects is a very quotable movie, and I probably know about maybe 200, 300 people yeah. who can quote that movie. The one quote I always just love and I embellish is Tutti fucking fruity. I don't care what anyone says. Tutti fucking That fruity. is the best goddamn quote in that whole movie. It just it just is. You can't beat it. Um, yeah. I... I don't know. See, that one's great, and the whole uh, uh, oh, what's the matter, kid? You don't like clowns? Uh, aren't we fucking funny? Yeah, that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is excellent. Uh, the, 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 that line's great, but my personal favorite is is an Otis Driftwood line when he's about to ki- right before he kills the guy who tells him that uh he needs to like uh. He tells him he needs he needs to like he needs to pray and repent or or, or something like that. And Otis says, uh, uh, "Otis says I am the devil and I'm here to I'm here to do the devil's work." Yeah, the, that, the, that's probably my favorite my favorite quote of his. That is a fucking excellent quote. Um, first yeah. off, which which that quote is just uh is just a rehash of what one of the uh. One of the guys, I think his name was Text, uh, in who was part of the Charles Manson family, uh, said to uh, one of the the victims before he kills them oh, in shit. the Tate family murders. Damn. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's an exact quote. You know what honestly makes Bill Mosley the right role of uh, Otis Driftwood? Uh, I know his name. I'm going to remember that. Um, so what makes him honestly the best Otis is probably just. Bill Mosley has this unique physical look and voice that honestly screams, yeah, I'm a part of a fucking cult, bro. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, when you see Bill Mosley play his roles, you can't even tell it's Bill Mosley. Like, he just, he just knows, has the bill and the voice for his roles. Like, honestly, he really does. And it it astounds me when, uh, when you look at, like, nowadays Bill's Mosley with, Otis, they look nothing alike. Otis looks like he comes out of fucking the place of San Andreas where Trevor Phillips fucking lives in GTA. Um, fucking, while Bill Mosley looks like this nice common guy, if you passed him by the street, he might give you a coffee or something, you know? Um, yeah, oh yeah. And, and it fucking... Now that you mentioned that, now I really need somebody to do a mod on GTA Five to where you can play as Otis Driftwood instead of Trevor. That would be great. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, all you'd have to do is just slim up Trevor, give him some long hair real quick, and blonde yeah. it out a bit, and there you go. Because I mean, yeah, because he he already kind of he already kind of has the same characteristics of Otis. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, like I said, it's just, it's just, it blows my mind, man, that that's Bill Mosley. I mean, but then you could definitely see some Otis in him because a while back on Twitter, him and Kane were just going around in junkyard breaking car windows, which I don't know what the fuck that was up about. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. uh, speaking of Kane, he was a stunt coordinator for this movie. Oh, no shit. Yep, he was. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> This movie is just filled filled with top star talent. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it it really is. Um, you know, not only in Devil's Rejects, not all 
heroes wear a cape. This one eats cereal and is just purely innocent, but yet he's so big with the coolest name ever. Can we all respect Tiny? Tiny was a badass in here. The fact that he Dude, saves yeah. them, bro. Tiny, Tiny was always like one of my favorite characters um, throughout this series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tiny was cool as fuck in this. What? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, um, since you mentioned, it, I, I was gonna say it too. Uh, you know, speaking of Tiny, uh, he was played by he was played by Matthew McGorry, and unfortunately. He he died a few weeks after this movie was released. Damn, really? Wow, yep. that's crazy. Um, that is that is crazy. But yeah, he he he, he did really good as Tiny, and like, it, it's so great. Like at the end, when you see Tiny, like you know, save the family and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's crazy though that you say it because. A few weeks after three from, you know, and I like, and it's crazy that you said it because after a few weeks of maybe yeah. a few months into three from hell, that's when Sid passed. Like, that's definitely crazy, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, no, that's, wow. Damn, it breaks my heart. Yep, I know, wow. man. It's just, he's, these actors are being taken from us too. They, they really are, you know, and, um, so first off, uh, I don't care what I'm about to say. Let me say this: I'm young. I'm not gonna exactly shout my age because every time I do, I normally get arguments on Twitter about it. Is oh, you don't know what you're talking about? Uh, I kind of do. I've watched a lot of this shit growing up. You know, I've been watching horror since I was like, I don't know, three years old. But um, you know, it, it definitely puts a perspective into it with uh, classic movies like Devil's Rejects. This is definitely an unappreciated movie, first off, even though it did a big success. It's not mostly talked about this time. So when you definitely said that you were going to talk about this movie, I said, let's do it. That's, this is a great movie. Uh, so to those who are out there who grew up around the young times and all that, and then nowadays, or however we say this, weird, crazy times are, definitely watch this movie. Uh, it has, again, phenomenal acting. We named off the cast. If you don't know who this cast is, you have no taste in horror. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Not sorry. <laughs> um, so get some taste in horror and check this fucking film out. It's excellent. But before you do, check out A House of Thousand Corpses if you've never seen that either. Or else you're be a little... You might be a little... Like confused. I was. <laughs> um, well, yeah. It's actually funny how I saw this movie. I think I saw this movie when I was... Ten. This was a. Uh, this was the first horror movie I actually. My my mother. She uh, she's a big horror fan like me. In fact, she honestly is probably like the reason why I'm a fucking horror junkie. Uh, she you know she always fueled my horror passion growing up. You know she wasn't one of those parents who said, oh you know if you watch horror you're evil blah blah blah. No, she she definitely fueled it. Um, and this was one of her all time classics. And this is how we bonded. Um, we really haven't kept up the tradition, but when I was young, once every once in a while on her birthday, we would actually watch Devil's Rejects because it's her all time favorite horror movie. Uh, and this is how I was introduced to it by her. Uh, we just watched it together. And ever since then, every time it came on or something on cable, I'd always like see her watching it. It's, you know, it, it definitely sparked a bond between me and my mother. Um, and to this day, it's like when times get tough or the job's hard, it's a memory I definitely do share 
in my head and it makes me happy because this is a movie that definitely sparked a really big bond between me and her. And it's a, it's a phenomenal film. Uh, so knowing that this movie lived is phenomenal. It's been a big part of my life. And to this day, I watch this movie with happiness because number one, there's a lot of good fucking actors in it and actresses. And number two, it shares a memory with me more than anything could know. Um, so if it honestly wasn't for Rob Zombie and his talented skills, I probably wouldn't have some really good memories to this day. Well, thank you for sharing. Oh, of that, course. Man. I appreciate that. That was a, that was a nice touching story. About <laughs> right. Your history. Who knew a fucked up cult family could bond this family together? <laughs> Who knew? You, know you just did what Rob Zombie was trying to do. Right, right. Um, you know, there's one thing um, with Rob Zombie, besides, you know, showing his wife's ass off and, of course, putting her as every character, is he likes to put dreams in his movies. Like, have you ever noticed that? Like, and like, because I mean, we were first introduced to Captain Spaulding, yeah. um, you know, banging this chick, and uh, what does he say? Why? Uh, what does he say? He says, uh, uh, "Does he say more cushion for the pushing or something, something like that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's just, it's a whole dream. I don't know what's up with Rob Zombie and dreams, but he definitely looks into him a little too deep, <laughs> especially with Sid. <laughs> Or Captain Spaulding's dreams, uh, but oh yeah, no. I mean, honestly, though, this this is definitely just a it's a it's a whole I almost said wholesome film. It is not a wholesome film. It is far far from a wholesome <laughs> film. I take that back. <laughs> it's a family. It's a wholesome you family. Find it on Disney Plus. <laughs> Rated PG. The P stands for. Uh, Trying to think of a, a fucked up word that starts with P, but I can't think of it. Uh, stands for partners in crime uh, that are gun that get gunned down. <laughs> you know, that's the real, real deal question, though. Is um, how the fuck did they survive at the end when they got shot down? I know because they didn't really explain. No, it they they didn't. Like you know, you see you you see Captain Spaulding going to serve his time in prison, and there's no bullet wound. And same with uh, Baby and Otis. Like there's just there's no wounds on them. Like they're just like yeah, no, it was a dream, man. You know, we were we're fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's one of my only. Uh, it, it's not a gripe, but. It's where I wish Zombie didn't do Three from Hell because the ending for this movie is. It, it, it honestly is. Um, three for Hell. Three from Hell is not bad. It isn't. Um, it's just you really. I mean, Rob Zombie realistically. I feel like it was unnecessary. Yeah. I feel like this is a perfect ending for the Firefly. Yeah, family. yeah, it, it it definitely is. Um. I definitely agree with you, uh, Devil's Rejects. You really could have said, Rob Zombie really could have said, I'm done with this and continued on. And no one would have been like, but, uh, uh, cliffhangers, no. There's no cliffhangers. They died. They got shot down. Uh, they just wanted some tutti fucking fruity ice cream. They got it. Uh, yeah, ending. 
boom, done. We're, we're gone. <laughs> um, but Three from Hell's not bad. However, Devil's Reject still blows it out of the water. Uh, my only question is, is what happened to Dr. Satan? Okay, what happened to him? That I yeah. do need to know. We need yeah, uh, we need some sort of we, that. That's one movie that needs to come out. It's something about Doctor Satan and his, what he did afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I was looking around. Apparently, uh, there was some Doctor Satan scene. There was a there was a, the film originally had a subplot involving scenes with Doctor Satan. But in an interview, uh, uh, Zombie said that he cut the scenes because he uh, he said, and I quote, seeing Dr. Satan in this film would be like seeing Chewbacca in Bonnie and Clyde. And then he said the scenes were eventually restored for the DVD. So apparently on the DVD, on one version of the DVD of this, there's Dr. Satan's scenes in, I guess, deleted scenes or something. Huh. That's... That's, uh... Cause very weird. I mean, but I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up though. Cause like Doctor Satan was definitely like a fan favorite uh, character from House. Uh, he plays uh, a big House fucking part. I mean, that's how they. Yeah, we definitely wanted to see. More yeah, I mean, that's how the the people get killed by the fireflies was because it all started on the the Sa- the Satan tree and Doctor Satan and the whole them praising Doctor Satan because that was their whole cult to him. Like they literally through people i mean at the end the girl gets thrown down the hole to dr satan's lair i mean so like what the fuck what the fuck rob <laughs> you took a big chunk of your plot and just said it's it, and and i quote you it's like putting chewbacca and bonnie and Cl- no no dr satan's in this verse it's in this whole movie i mean like this franchise so I, mean, I don't know. I guess I'll have to go watch the deleted scenes or something because now I need to know what happens to Dr. Satan because uh, he was definitely a badass-looking yeah. motherfucker. I mean, you only get like a good five minutes of him, but still, I mean, he literally looked like uh, the Crypt Keeper, right? That's the, the guy who does Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Yes, and he does the intro for our uh, for our Oh, podcast. really? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. yeah have you, have you, yeah. If you listen to the intro, it's is uh, it's John Kassir, the the voice. Why of did yeah, man? I I don't even know why I said oh really like I didn't know that. <laughs> I've been so tired from work like that. Yeah. That literally. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, big, big Tales in the Crypt fan. It was like pretty much like, well, one of my very first introductions to horror. Um. Yeah, um, you know, and it's crazy. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Tales from the Crypt actually kind of like linked, played a big linking into me finding Creep Show, finding Trick or Treat, and all those. Um, but I will say this: uh, Tales of the Crypt nice. is excellent. But I'm a big Creep Show fan. <laughs> I'm more of a Creep Show fan. No offense or anything. It's just Tales from the Crypt is yeah. excellent. I have nothing wrong with it. I just something about Creep Show. Maybe it's just like the the comical features because I'm a big comic nerd is what draws me a little bit more to that. But no, yeah. Um, So Dr. Satan definitely looks like the Crypt Keeper, Freddy Krueger, and uh, a bunch of metal pipes had sex, and you get Dr. Satan. I mean, with a mixture of medical supplies, because he has uh, the oxygen mask over his face. But I mean, he looks pretty fucking creepy. 
I mean, he literally looks like, and with the mix of uh, Otis as well, because he has like the little bit of strips of blonde hair. <laughs> At least the lighting projects. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but Doctor Satan definitely looked cool. Um, and for him to again for Rob to say that that's just yeah. All right, Kyle, I side with you. Three from Hell is definitely now unnecessary. Take it off the shelves now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, except <laughs> but, uh, now we need a Snyder cut of uh, yeah, from uh, Hell <laughs> yeah let's get a Rob zombie, zombie a Rob yeah. zombie cut yeah the zombie cut restore the yeah restore the zombie verse there we fucking go hey when you drop this episode that's what you need to put is hashtag restore the zombie verse restore <laughs> oh god but yeah uh, Let's get into it. Uh, let's go through the movie. So uh, we'll start with this opening scene. I, I love the opening of this movie. So the movie takes place seven months after the events of House of Thousand Corpses. And the Texas Sheriff, uh, John Quincy uh, Pidel, uh, and his uh, all of the state troopers uh, that, that he's with, they issue a search and destroy mission on the fire f- the fire f- firefly family ranch uh, for uh, and the whole family for uh, for over seventy five homicides and disappearances over the past se- several years, and you know uh, we see all of them just pull up to this ranch and they're getting ready. Uh, they have a megaphone. And they're all armed to the teeth and weapons, and they're telling these, they're telling the the family that you know they have so long to, to get up and surrender, or, or else they're going to start firing. And of course, the family hears hears this, and so they immediately jump jump up and start scattering and grabbing weapons and start start arming themselves because, of course, they're not going to surrender. It's the firefly family; they're gonna they're gonna fucking fight. Uh. Uh, one thing I will say uh, before we continue uh, the fire f- fi- the firefly god damn why can I not say that that word the firefly family ranch I don't know if you if you're a fan of the show Supernatural or if you've mm-hmm. seen it Lane but this was also used in the pilot episode of Supernatural oh really yeah you're kidding hmm Yep. Yeah, I remember when I, when I watched it, I was like, "Why does that look familiar?" And then I read that, I was like, "That's where I saw it." Wow, that's that's awesome. Um, that that blows my mind. And you said supernatural. Yeah, in the the very first episode. What? I, I'm pretty sure it's the uh, it's the same it's the same uh place where the, the uh, uh lady in white lives it's her, her whole thing uh, i i i don't i don't believe you i'm hold on we're gonna have to stop this episode i'm gonna have to go find a reason to get into supernatural now real fast uh what that's awesome um that, that's awesome yeah yeah so uh so you know the family uh they're obviously they're not gonna surrender and of course 
the cops end up shooting and then they start shooting back. And there's just this massive, really awesome uh, shootout between the cops and the Firefly uh, family. And uh, I love that the Firefly family, the, 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 like, not only are they grabbing weapons, they have like these like fucking like homemade armor <laughs> and, and these like ar- armor suits and shit. Like they are not. <laughs> yeah, around. no, no, they're not. They're, uh, they're, uh, man, uh, I guess you'd have to watch the movie, but if you've ever seen the movie The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, there's a part where a man's wearing nothing but pots and pans, and every time he gets shot, he goes, pan shot, pan shot. That's how they were. They were pots and pans locked and loaded. They had the fucking, the, <laughs> god damn it, the colander. They had the metal colander on their heads ready. They weren't fucking around. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they were They were not fucking around. Uh, and the firefly family end up shooting, uh, end up uh, killing some of the cops in the shootout, and which ends up uh, getting. They end up uh, throwing in tear gas, mm-hmm. and then busting through the, busting through the house to try and you know take out the family. But of course, you know they're ready. They don't realize that they're all in these in these freaking armor and stuff. And uh, there's a shootout continues to ensure inside the house. And unfortunately, uh, Rufus Firefly he gets killed, and while while Otis and Baby are are escaping, uh, Mother Fi- Fi- Firefly she stays behind to tend to Rufus, and then uh, the cops take her into custody because. But before they take her custody, she tries to shoot herself because she tells them that you know they're not going to take her uh, that easy, and but she has no bullets, <laughs> and so then they end up taking her into custody, and. Otis and Baby end up stealing a car, uh, 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 end up stealing a car from this person, and they killed the driver of the car, and they end up taking it and and running off and escaping, and to a uh, to a, like a rundown motel. Uh, I love while they're escaping and while this whole thing is happening, they have the Almond Brothers, the Midnight Rider. Yeah, <laughs> playing. I was bring that up too. I was like. That <laughs> is the fucking best and you know a movie's good is when they play a really fucking good song we all know it's just fact yeah Dude, this movie has a great it, it, it has an excellence no it's not great it's excellent Kyle come on man better words <laughs> yeah, <excellent>. yeah. <laughs> so uh what are your thoughts on this opening scene um so my thoughts are is Wow, uh, they're running so fast right now. So my thoughts are, honestly, it's very good. In fact, what really draws you into this movie is the fact that the opening scene is very quick, very fast. You have no idea. They're all just sleeping, chilling. And then next thing you know, they're getting lit the fuck up. And uh, again, they put their pots and pan armor on. They said, you know what? Fuck y'all. They shoot back. They get a few of them. And then, of course, that's when Midnight Rider kicks in and everything. Baby's again pulls a gta move and steals a car it's excellent you know it's like whoa i'm just sitting here thinking i'm going into like a calm beginning now i'm wake the fuck up i'm interested let's go so the beginning is very fast paced and that's 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 how that's that's how you know it's a good movie from the start is when you have a fast paced intro at least for me oh yeah it's a very 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 fast paced intro i uh, i really loved it it really really set the tone for the rest of the movie for sure like from the very beginning oh yeah it... uh 
Yeah, and uh, so after this, uh, Elaine mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we see Captain Spalding, he has a dream uh, sequence. Then he ends up waking up, and he gets a phone call, and, you know, he, he is told where to go. So while back at the hotel, Otis and Baby end up... Uh, Grabbing the there's a band at this ho- at the hotel and they're called Banjo and the Sullivan, and uh, Otis and Baby end up taking them hostage into their room, and uh, there's this one crazy this this one like this out of nowhere fucking scene where like the the band's roadie, uh he goes into the motel, uh because the, the, they tell him to uh, come on in the motel and then he drop they throw him over there in front of the band. And Otis just fucking shoots him just immediately in the head. And it's just like, it's so fast and so unexpected. And like one of the dudes, one of the, uh, the guys in the bands ends up puking all over the bed when he, when it just yep. happens like that. And that was intense. Like I was like, Whoa, <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. That, that blew my, <sighs> probably should change my words there. Cause I did. <laughs> Bad, bad, bad words. Yes. Chosen um, their lane. Yeah, let me rephrase that. That shocked me. Um, that that shocked me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that poor guy, man. He definitely gets he definitely gets his shit checked real quick. Um, and it, it it really sucks. Uh, and you know what I respect out of this scene? It's very realistic. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, if I'm being held hostage and someone gets their fucking head blown. I'm going to puke and cry. I'm not going to, you know, I don't give a fuck what any movie's like. I'm going to be the guy yeah. in the corner crying, going, please spare me, please, please. I'm, I, I didn't even, I don't even have money in my bank account. Come on, right? Like, that, that's going to be me. Like, I, and that's what I really like out of this hotel scene. It's super realistic. People are shocked, puking. I mean, that's what you expect. Yeah, uh, this whole hotel scene it's uh it's pretty bad uh because i mean not only do they they shoot the roadie like that uh we won't get into like the full details of it but otis and baby really really do a number on this uh on this band like they they do some really sick sadistic shit to, to some of these people yeah yeah it is it is it's um i'm glad you honestly don't i honestly glad you spared the details because this this is a good way to uh yeah, sink the viewers I, into getting into it you know to check it out yeah um you know and so after the hotel scene uh what exactly goes on from there Uh, before we get to that, I, I will say though, just uh, to add that uh, the hotel scene was so intense that apparently uh, I, I read that uh, Bill Mosley actually had to talk to Rob Zombie afterwards and told him that he wasn't feeling uh, that he was feeling kind of he was feeling kind of down about that, and Zombie told him that uh, basically said that uh, 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 something along the lines of uh, art is uh, uh s- something about you can't really hide you know how art is and stuff like that but it, I don't know, it was just really, really kind of messed up 
That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the team was so bad that Mosley had to actually, like, take a break and, like, you know, calm, calm himself. You know what it seems bad if uh, Bill Mosley is saying, hold on, I need a minute. <laughs> I mean, the dude played chop top. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Lick my <laughs> fucking love Bill Mosley, man. I fucking do. Um, Me too. I love him. But, uh, but yeah, but while this is all going on, Captain Spaulding, of course, he's on his way. And uh, it, we also learned that Captain Spaulding is Baby's father, which was uh, pretty, oh, pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, is, that, is, that definitely is. Uh, it's It definitely was a weird thing just to, uh, the way they did that. Yeah, that was. Just to randomly yeah. throw that in there, yeah. It's like, uh I mean, those kind of uh, make sense, though. He, they both, their their energies definitely don't match. I mean, they're both crazy the way they act. You know, they kind of clown off a lot. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it definitely yeah. works. I can see it. I definitely can see it. Now we talk about it a little bit more because when I first saw that part, I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Uh, okay. Now, now I said it out loud. Yeah, you know, it definitely works. Yeah, so Captain Spaulding, he's on his way, but uh, on the way, his truck runs out of gas. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, one of the best parts of the movie's coming up. Uh, his truck runs out of gas, so then uh, he's at this like, uh, is it? Uh, it, it, it's not a gas station. It's like a little convenience store, ain't it? Uh. I would honestly say more of a, I'd definitely say more of a gas station, um, just because, yeah, just because it's, more of a gas it's, station. it's too small to be a really convenience store. It's a, I mean, the building's like the, as big as a okay. first built Minecraft house with some gas pumps outside. So yeah, I'd definitely say more of a, more of a gas pump or a gas station. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I guess I like overload the gas, the gas pumps in it. And I guess they didn't like. I guess uh, I didn't think. Like, why didn't he just fill his truck up with gas? <laughs> then if he was at a yeah. gas station already, but uh, he ends up uh, he ends up telling uh, uh, walking out, and he steals. Uh, he's gonna steal the car of this uh, this uh, boy and his mom's car. And it's funny because he like just walks up and he just knocks yeah. out the mom, and then. Because he tells her, he'd say, hey, huh? he'd say, hey, lady, yeah. I'm going to take your car. <laughs> and she's like, no, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, he uh, he definitely, he definitely, instead of just getting some gas, he just said, you know what? Upgrade sounds nice right about now. And uh, yeah, he, he upgraded, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he knocks out the mom and then he gets in the car and the, the kid's still in the passenger seat. And you know he, he's doing the greatest line ever, where he's like, uh, "What's the matter, kid? Or are you scared of clowns? Are we not? Uh, are we not funny? Do we not make yeah, you fucking laugh?" Greatest line ever. <laughs> um, yep. And oh, already. I was just go gonna ahead, say man. it's the greatest line ever, and nothing can beat it. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, after that, 
you know, the, the kid's still in the car. And so then he leans over and he tells him, uh, he tells him, you better find a, uh, uh, you better find a reason why you don't like, uh, why you don't like clowns because, uh, I'm going to come back. And if you don't find, tell me a reason, I'm going to kill you and your mom. <laughs> and I'm like, and then this kid runs off, it runs out of the, the car and he crying his eyes out. He probably traumatized this kid. This kid's probably going to yeah, hate clowns. Fucking, no one probably robs weird ass. He probably just said, I know, let's find some random kid who's never been introduced to horror and let's just uh, make him freak the fuck out. Uh, yeah, that's probably what I really did. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. And I, 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 I know he, uh, uh, there's all kinds of scenes of Otis and the boy just having a great time on set and, 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 and everything. Uh, not Otis of of Sid and the boy just yeah, having a great time. I'm, I'm sure. Wouldn't that be crazy though? If they actually did yeah. that. They're just like they they paid some mom like a couple hundred. They're like, hey, just take a fake dive real quick and let us freak your boy out for cameras. <laughs> like, could you imagine? That yeah. would have been crazy. Oh. So after. Spalding ends up getting the car and he starts, you know, making his way toward the hotel. Meanwhile, uh, after all the six disc shit they've done to the family in the hotel, Otis tells uh, two of the members of the of the band, Adam and Rory, that they need to come with him on an errand. And Otis ends up driving them two to a place uh, like just out in the middle of nowhere uh, where he has apparently uh, buried some weapons. And it's hilarious too. Cause like they know he makes it well known to them that, you know, this is it for them. That he's pretty much going to kill them. Cause like they ask him, uh, uh, where are they, where are they going? And he's like, ah, it's going out here where, uh, where I buried some weapons, uh, uh a while back ago. And, and they're okay. So then, uh, after that, what are we doing after that? He goes, well, uh, that's the end of the line. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. Spare yeah. them no detail. Straight to the point. Hey, I, I mean, we got to give them points for honesty. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, that's very honest to say, hey, uh, you're going to help us dig up these weapons and then you're going to be put in the same hole with the weapons that were put there once. You know what I mean? Instead of just lying and saying after you give us the weapons, we'll let you go. So, I mean, points for modesty? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, you got to give, you got to give Otis points, points for honesty. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, since, since Otis has already told them that, you know, what he plans to do anyway, they pretty much, uh, uh, one of the guys pretty much decides that you know, well, he might as well take a chance, uh, chance because he really don't have anything else to lose. Uh, and he ends up attacking Otis, but uh, yeah, he ends up attacking Otis, and he, he hits him in the back of the head with like a this the big ass like uh stick, and uh. Uh, while he's trying to do that, uh, he's instead. It's weird. It's, it's like uh, after the, they hit Otis, it's like you know you would think they would 
you know, try and continue to beat them or, you know, try and finally kill them and get rid of them. But uh, they end up struggling with each uh, with them, mm-hmm. and he ends up stabbing one of them in the leg, and then he ends up shooting them in the yeah in the side of the net. Otis is a mean son of a bitch. He really is. Um, he really is. You know, uh, so hold on. Before we continue, I just gotta say, uh, for the record, I just um, uh, I watched this movie just literally a couple of days ago, just to freshen up. And holy shit, have I already forgot a lot of this? And here's Kyle just remembering everything. So, Kyle, this is amazing <laughs> that you can remember a lot of this to the finest detail. Um, but yeah, this it's blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I always, uh, uh, it's been a couple of days since I've watched it, but I always watch uh, the uh, kill count uh, from uh, the YouTube channel Dead Meat. Uh, uh, always watch. Uh, always try and find a video uh, and make sure and see if there's a kill count of the video before I record. Just freshen up because he does. Uh, James does a really good job of, of keeping. Gotcha, it, uh, gotcha. Uh, smart. Uh, so you know Otis. You know he 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 stabs the guy and he ends up shooting him in the neck. Uh, after he stabs him. So that guy's, you know, laying on the ground dying. And meanwhile, the other guy, uh, uh, this is like one of my favorite parts, uh, uh, Otis, before Otis uh, kills him, Otis says the line, uh, I I am the devil and I'm here to do the, the devil's work, which is a rehash of the line that uh, a guy named Tex did who was a part of the Manson family during the Tate murders. That was one of the lines he said to one of his victims. And I'll just reuse that line here. Yeah, you, uh, you said that earlier and that still blows my mind. Um, I, I really, that I really can't honestly fathom that. Uh, wow. Yeah, no. And honestly, probably, uh, I don't know who Tex is, but he probably looks dead serious close to Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Otis's ass, this text dude probably looks uh, like twins. Uh, but uh, but Otis ends up uh, uh, he ends up bludgeoning uh, this guy Rory to death with with the the stick thing, and then he ends up walking over to Adam, the guy he shot in the neck, and we don't see it, but. Uh, we find out later he cut Adam's face off. <laughs> yeah, though every time, man, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Otis and why he likes to cut people's faces off, and it blows in my mind every goddamn time. <laughs> like he, he, he's he might as well be Leatherface, man. I swear, as much as he likes to wear people's faces off, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, he is related to him after all. It wouldn't shock you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is yeah. Other faces family. Yeah, he's the hitchhiker's yeah. the hitchhiker's brother from the original yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Oh, uh, so uh, back at the at the back of back at the motel. Uh, Adam's wife Wendy 
uh, she ends up going to the bathroom. Uh, uh, baby ends up letting her go to the bathroom after she slaps the shit out of Gloria, which is insane that she makes her do that before she can go to the yeah. before she can go to the bathroom. And she ends up trying to escape out of a bathroom window, but she ends up fucking up and making all these all this fucking noise, which ends up causing uh, Gloria to try and attack Baby, and she grabs her gun. And uh, before she can shoot Baby, Baby just chunks a fucking knife at her, and uh, it stabs right into her chest, and... Uh, Gloria tries. Uh, Gloria pulls it out, and like right before she's fixing to die, the baby, you know, being being how she is, uh, mocks her and goes over and and tells her that if she wants to take a shot. She can shoot her right in her ass and, and pulls down her pants once again and shows off her ass. And but of course the gun is not. Yep. Good. Fucks up. Um, first off. That is bravery right there. Uh, real fast, I'm just going to say that is bravery because let me tell you something. If anyone ever pointed a gun, the last thing I'm showing is my genitals and my ass. Uh, and second, to have that much confidence to show what you got or shake which, and I quote a good song, what your mama gave you. Um, like, yeah, that is some, that is crazy. I, <laughs> you know, Honestly, at least in my opinion, I, that's the last thing I'm showing is my ass. I mean, like, I mean, figuratively, I probably would, but not literally. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, after uh, after this happens, uh, while baby's like pulling back her pants up, Wendy ends up escaping, running out of the bathroom, and dodging baby and runs out of the hotel and uh, she's running she's knocking on all the doors of the motel trying to get you know somebody's attention and she ends up running straight into captain spaulding who just headbutts her and knocks her, her ass yeah out. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, captain spaulding definitely takes more of a direct poach uh he gets a lot more physical in this one i mean Versus House of a Thousand Corpses, I mean, at the end when he brought the girl back to Otis and them, I mean, he literally pretends to be innocent. This time he's just like, I'm kind of done. Uh, headbutt, punches, left and right. You're getting hands and you're getting this forehead. Like, I mean, that's just that's just how he is, man. He's just, he's very direct yeah. approaching now, man. Like, he definitely got tired of playing innocent. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, after this happens, uh, Otis ends up returning, and uh, Otis, Baby, and Spalding end up leaving the motel together in th- the van that the band had drove up to the motel in previously. Uh, they end up putting putting Roy's or is it is it Adam? Hold on. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. I think it is Adam. Yeah, they end up putting Adam's face on Wendy, uh, and and I guess they like uh, while she's knocked unconscious, they put Adam's face on Wendy, and you know Adam is Wendy's husband, 
And so, and they end up like, uh, uh, I guess they like, they hanker on the back of the door to the motel because the next scene we see a, a motel maid coming in to clean the room. Wait, is this? No, no, I think next is is Lane's favorite scene. Uh, the, the 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 motel maid hadn't came to the room yet. After the band, the all three leave the motel in the van. This is Lane's favorite part where they're going through, and uh, Captain Spalding said that he wants to stop for uh, yeah, two days for ice cream. yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and 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 baby joins in too, and and baby and Otis keep going back and forth and saying "tutti fucking fruity." Uh, to Otis, and Otis just isn't having any of it, and he's saying that you know they're not going to stop for ice cream, and <laughs> they end up stopping for ice cream. <laughs> and Otis and uh, not Otis, uh, Spalding and Baby get their their ice cream, and they end up even rubbing some on Otis's face, and Otis just looks, looks like he just no, hates no, he this. does not. He's he, just not happy. Otis was very, 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 very pissed off in this scene. Um. You can definitely see the frustration, which is hilarious, first off, because what I really love about Otis and Baby is they definitely have, like, a older brother, little sister type relationship throughout this movie, and you can definitely see the little sister got her way, and it's fucking hilarious, and it cracks me up, because you can see he's so pissed about it. Like, it is annoyingly, it annoys me on how pissed he was (laughs) Uh, so after this, then we go to, we cut to, we see a, a maid coming to clean the motel and she opens their room and, you know, she, uh, she don't see anybody at first and then she goes and checks the bathroom and she discovers a awful fucking scene. Uh, pretty much all of the people they killed are, are laid out in the tub and the, the words the devil's rejects is written on the wall in their blood. And, you know, she freaks out by this and then she comes across Wendy on the back of the door hanging there. And uh, she at first thinks she's dead, but she approaches her and then Wendy comes alive and she freaks out and she runs out of the, of the motel and uh, the, the maid runs out of the motel, and Wendy's chasing the maid. And this is this part's really stupid because it's like, why didn't Wendy take off the fucking face? And I mean, I know that she, her uh, she has like uh, tape over her mouth or something, so she can't talk. But why didn't she just take take off the face? Her hands were not tied well, I mean, up. To be fair, to be <laughs> fair, if you were left. She if does have her you, husband's face on If her, you were so. left somewhere bleeding of death and all that, are you really going to worry about the last thing you're wearing to make sure to take it off? I mean, who knows? Maybe she's just trying to rock a new look. Don't judge her. She's just trying a new style, man. <laughs> my, my only thing is maybe she was just so traumatized that she didn't realize that she oh, had sure. you know, Adam's yeah, face I'm, on I'm, her. I mean, honestly, everything. if I woke up and yeah, I had someone's face on my face, I would be more trying to figure out what the fuck happened than why am I wearing someone's face, to be quite honest, because, I mean, it's honestly the last thing I'm going to really think of, and I, I, I wish I could explain. I, I just I just couldn't. I would just be freaked the fuck out. I mean, that's honestly like my own explanation. It might be a poor one, 
But hey, I mean that's just me. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you, Kyle, you might be like, man, my, my skin feels a little dry. This isn't my skin. Shit. <laughs> and you realize you're wearing my face because I have horrible eczema. So <laughs> you're like, what the fuck happened to Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> oh. While Wendy, you know, is chasing after the maid, the maid runs away. She runs across the, the, the road, the highway. And Wendy's trying to run after two, and then Wendy uh, accidentally runs out in the highway, and she yeah. gets hit by a fucking eighteen wheeler. And I don't know if you noticed, Lane. I mean, this scene's she gets hit, and she's fucking dead instantly. The eighteen wheeler did not fucking stop for shit. No. Even after, even after the eighteen wheeler hit Wendy, it, it yeah, kept and going. I've it always noticed that in horror stop. movies, eighteen wheelers do not fucking stop. They just keep fucking going. It's like. Oh, we just ran over a person. Like it's like it's like horror movie directors and producers thought that's the fucking normal. Like you get hit by an eighteen wheeler and they're just gonna continue going. Like, oh shit, that's the second person I killed today. I'm gonna keep driving. Yeah. <laughs> like you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the driver's like, ah, oh, well, shit, <laughs> not again. No, Great. these drivers are gonna be fucking traumatized. Well, I'm gonna get they're probably never gonna. Probably hardly. Yeah, yeah, probably hardly ever gonna uh, take forever to step foot back yeah. to a truck again. No, movie horror, as I said before, horror movie producers and directors think they just hit it and go, God damn it, not again. Oh well, <laughs> it's the same as on package, just gonna be a little bit bloody, but it'll be all right. Oh. Uh. Meanwhile, after this, uh, the uh, uh, the cops and everything, and we see the cop the uh, we see the some of the people from the beginning of the movie show up, and you know, they're investigating it, and they get the story from the mate from the maid and every, what she saw and everything, and you know they're doing their investigation. Uh, Sheriff Sheriff uh, Hydell, he ends up calling a pair a pair of bounty hunters in mm-hmm. uh, called the Unholy Two, uh, Rondo Rondo and Billy Ray to try and help him locate the fireflies, and Rondo and Billy Ray are played by Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, so fucking random, but hey, that's cool. Diamond Dallas Page, that's cool as shit. Apparently, from what I read, Diamond Dallas's Page character was originally supposed to be played by Chris Jericho, but uh, Zombie said Jericho was uh, basically uh, he he looked too handsome to play him, and so he, he recasted him. Hmm. I can, I you know what I can I, I can actually see that, um, mainly because. Out of a bounty hunter, especially if you're going with the devil rejects realm, you definitely kind of want someone who looks, uh, I guess, a little bit not so... Definitely looks like they've had some history on the face, you know, like punches, scars, all that. You definitely want someone mean-looking. Um, I mean, could you imagine having Danny yeah. Trejo next to you, this mean-looking son of a bitch? Then you have some Ryan Reynolds-looking dude. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it's just... It's just how it is, you know, your bounty hunters, they just gotta look, they gotta look mean, and fucked up a little bit, and that's, I don't know, that's just how they've, 
how he always been predicted, which I kind of like. Um, it makes sense, and I respect Rob Zombie's uh, decision on that. I do. Yeah, I like how they look, and DDP looks yeah. fucking sadistic. <laughs> as uh, in, in whatever yeah. they put him in, he definitely does. Uh, while the unholy two are investigating, they end up discovering they're an old associate of Captain Spaulding's named Charlie Altamont. And while this is happening, Waddell ends up beginning to lose his sanity when he's at the jail and he's talking to Mother Firefly, and she reveals that uh, mm-hmm. she murdered his brother. And, it, and for those who don't know, Waddell's brother was the sheriff, was the the, the cop that uh, Mother Firefly killed in House of Thousand Corpses. Yep. So, and this, at the end of this, basically, fuck Mother Firefly for being a brother killer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after after she reveals that, uh, Waddell ends up having a dream in which his brother commands him to avenge his uh, his death, and Waddell ends up stabbing Mother Firefly to death in the in the jail. Yeah, yeah, he definitely I was like wow. Okay, yeah, he he this definitely he lost it for it. a good minute, and he it, for a good minute he definitely lost it for like the whole rest of the good minutes of the film. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, which I mean. Can we really blame him, though? I mean, you have this chance to take out this really fucked up cult, um, and you and to take out one of them. I mean, if you have the chance, I could I could definitely see it. And again, Rob's not, and it's really hard to think like this. But after you've watched this film about a hundred times, you gotta you kind of gotta start thinking for the uh, the opposite team, you know? Uh, because again, Rob Zombie's goal, I feel like, was to make you feel bad for Mother Firefly, and which honestly, when you first watch the film, you you honestly do, you you really do. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. Uh, the uh, after this happened, uh, meanwhile. Uh, you know, Mother Firefly is dead now after Waddell stabs her. Uh, Otis, Baby, and Spalding, they all gather at a brothel that's owned by a guy named Charlie, where you know he offers them shelter from the police and everything. Oh, yeah. That's... But, uh, yeah. Uh, but Charlie, Charlie ends up leaving the brothel and he gets threatened by Sheriff, Sheriff Pidel and, and basically tells him that, you know, he needs to give up the Fireflies. And with the help of the Unholy Two, the the Sheriff end up uh, uh, end up getting the, the family. Uh, they end up eventually going to the brothel and they got help, you know, with, with the, the two bounty hunters and they end up getting the family didn't take him back to the, the, the firefly house where he felt he tortures them and he uses some of the same method that they use on their victims. And then he literally like 
not even metaphorically, he literally nails pictures of the crime uh, or or staples pictures of the crimes that they committed yeah. the, 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 uh, to them. Like, he literally yeah. nailed the crime that's a, to them. That's a very... <laughs> it's, a, it's a very powering scene. Um, and honestly, it kind of like... Uh, you honestly really get some cop Batman vibes off of this one. And the reason why I say this is because it's like, you know, he's literally, like, showing them in a way like what they did and how fucked up it was and like making them feel that pain. It, it's, it's a very, it's a very badass scene. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's just, it's just badass. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, finally getting, getting the revenge. He's been trying to seek forever against the fire against his, uh, against them yeah. for killing his brother. While you know he does that, uh, he also beats and shocks Captain Spalding and Otis with a cattle prod, and then he even taunts Baby mm-hmm. about killing her mom. Yeah, I honestly feel like Baby really got kind of the lightest. I mean, o- Otis and Captain Spalding—I almost called him so. <laughs> I guess if he's playing himself, <laughs> Captain Spalding definitely take take a big hit. I mean, they really do. They really get fucked up, and then literally Baby's just getting staples and taunts. I mean, honestly, it's. It's still pretty fucked up, but it's it's pretty light compared to what they got. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. While after this happens, uh, Waddell ends up uh, ends up putting like gasoline around him and stuff, and light and lighting a match, and he sets the house on fire, uh, leaving you know Otis and Spalding to burn. But he ends up letting Baby loose outside mm-hmm. so he can hunt her for sport. Uh, this this guy has fucking lost it, and he I don't know he he's yeah. just trying to get played. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like now. it's another thing to get revenge, but it's a whole new thing where it's like it's like it's like watching like it'd be like a like a cheetah hurting a gazelle's leg and then letting it like limp somewhere, and just a cheetah just like being like five like not even like five meters away, like a couple steps behind it, you know, knowing that it can get it anytime it wants. It just wants to watch it suffer. Um, and this is where you kind of see like where the sheriff becomes a f- piece of shit because it's like, now you're just being a prick. Like don't play with your food, finish it, I guess is how you'd have to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that's, that's a good way to put it. Uh while while uh, Sheriff Waddell is you know hunting baby outside, uh, Charlie ends up returning and uh, he saves the the family, uh, but he is killed by by Sheriff Waddell who ends up like smashing yeah. an smashing an axe into him, and yeah, and Waddell ends up getting uh, ends up shooting baby in the calf. And uh, he horse whips her, and then he even strangles her. But in a heroic moment, Tiny shows up and intervenes, and he just picks Waddell up and he fucking snaps his neck. (laughs) Tiny for the win. I mean, 
man, yeah. he just no. do not fuck And with what's time. crazy is because, like, um, <laughs> and honestly, like, I want to go back to the whole statement of how I said when Baby was getting it kind of easy. And I was going to say this part, but I was going to wait for you to get to it because I know we were breaking it down. Yeah, so it's crazy because in the beginning, like I said, Baby definitely gets it easier. But then at the end, she really gets she really gets it. I mean, honestly, more than more than what she really <laughs> deserved. I mean, it's just it becomes full brutal torture. Like the shotgun to the calf, the horse whip. That shit is just it's just it was like that's way too far for it now at this point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But uh, Tiny breaks Waddell's neck and ends up going back in the house, uh, even though it's on fire, and he and he saves Otis yeah. and and Spalding, and then uh, Otis Spalding and baby they get in us uh, in Char in Charlie's. Uh, uh, Charlie has a a Cadillac a, a Cadillac El El Dorado. And they're going to leave in it, but uh, but they this is the this is the the part that's kind of odd to me that hey uh, before they leave they leave Tiny behind because Tiny wants to stay behind for some reason, and uh, you know Otis says that they'll come back for him. Tiny mm -hmm. walks back into the burning house. I don't, you know, know and honestly, I, I feel you on that. But at first, I, I really felt you on that. But then I kind of, if you kind of think about it, uh, and if you look at it as a, you know, and going back to like what you said about Rob Zombie in the way of art, Rob Zombie is a very artiscular man. Like he, he very, he's he, a lot of his art and a lot of his movies have a lot of art to play in it. If you really think about it, the house burning down is like the final resting place, and Tiny's just going to rest. And, he, and I think that's what he was going for. Uh, if you if you look at it, you know, he, he does his last thing, which is redemption of saving his family. And he's like, well, because, you know, Tiny flees. He comes back, saves, and, like, he's like, now that I've done what I think I needed to do, it's time to finally rest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess I never looked at it like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, now that you say that, I can, I can see that, especially coming from – being directed, I mean, right. directed by Rob Zombie, I can see that as being a as something right, exactly. he, he'd probably throw in. Uh, uh yeah. This is, so now we're at the end of the movie, and let me tell you, this ending, this this is fucking perfect. If they wouldn't have done three from hell and would just left this ending, this this would just be absolutely fucking perfect. Chef's kiss. The we see the, the the Firefly family, Otis, Spalding, and Baby, are you know uh, uh, are driving the uh, are driving uh, Charlie's Charlie's El Dorado. They're all you know horribly injured, but they're they seem kind of humbled by their experience, and they just kind of have a clear understanding of the torment and anguish that they've put on their their victims and everything. As they're as they're riding, you know, uh, uh, Otis and Baby are asleep, and Spalding is uh, no, uh, uh, Spalding and uh, uh, Otis is driving, and Spalding and Baby are uh, Baby's in the back seat, and Spalding's in the passenger side. Uh, we hear <laughs> we, this is this is quite possibly, and I'm gonna go on record and say it. This is the greatest use of the song 
Freebird by Leonard Skinner. It, it, it really is. I've ever seen in my life. They the, 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 the song starts playing, and this isn't like what your normal movie is, where it'll play a little bit of the song, then it'll go off. <laughs> they play the full fucking song in this ending, and uh, you know, we started off it gets slow and stuff, and it was just them riding and everything, and so it you know, looks nice. And then uh, they end up pulling up to a. They notice a police barricade in the highway. All the police have had them surrounded. Like there's really yeah, no they, fucking uh, way they, they can definitely John Marston their ass. And yeah, like the, there's just literally no way they can do it. And so you know, they're trying to figure out. Uh, you're trying to think, oh, well, what the hell are they going to do? They end up grabbing their fucking guns, and then the awesome guitar solo. From Freebird starts uh, right as it hits, they floor it and just start shooting away, and they're just getting shot left and right. And uh, it, it's awesome too because as this happens, the part in Freebird where it where it says yeah. "I can't change" uh, keeps is playing while this is happening. It, it's just it's a it's fucking perfect. It, it's Quite possibly, it's like one of my favorite endings I've seen in a movie in a long ass time. And the, you know, they speed toward the barricade, guns are blazing, and the police are shooting back. And you see them getting shot and everything. And then the movie ends. And so we don't know if they lived or died, but you know, then we we get through the hell fourteen fucking years later, and then we know that they survived. But like I said, I, I think Three from Hell was unnecessary, and I think if he wouldn't have made it, this would go down as just being yeah. fucking perfect. Um, see, I agree with you. It is a perfect ending. Three from Hell is definitely not necessary, but here's the thing, and I think this is how we now have to really look at Three from Hell. I think it's more of like a whole like... I think Rob Zombie kind of more just wanted those characters to live more than anything. Because, um, right? I mean, let's be honest, it's his fucking creation. Who wouldn't want their creations to live? So I think that's why maybe Three from Hell was made. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not Rob Zombie. I definitely wasn't making rock music, going on tours and everything while making this movie at the same time. Um, it's just, that's how I like to think of it. And plus, in a way, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a nice memorial to uh, to Sid. It really is, um, you know, in the beginning, you definitely get the, uh, you definitely get the idolization of Captain Spaulding with Sid. It's, it's, it's beautiful. That's honestly all I can say. I can't even have words for it, but do I agree with you that Three from Hell was unnecessary for a movie? Yes. But do I think that it's a nice way to, um, kind of pay the respects to Sid and his amazing acting? Yes, I 100% am glad that the beginning was made. And honestly, this could have been like a short clip or something, and I would have paid 500 bucks just to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the, the mindset that, you know, it's a nice way to pay respects to Sid Haig and everything, then yes, Three from Hell is necessary. But, uh, uh, Whenever I say that Three from Hell was unnecessary, is I'm saying it from the mindset, right? I'm and that's where I agree from with the perspective you. of the story. Exactly, I like it's and a I 100 yeah. agree with you. 
and I'm not going to argue with you on yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, so so that uh, that was Devil's Rejects. Uh, 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 any, uh, any final thoughts? Yes. Uh, yeah, I got a couple final thoughts. Uh, first off, I'm going to bring it back. Hashtag Restore the Zombie Verse. Second, uh, it's an excellent movie. Uh, another thing is, when was this movie actually made? That's a good question. Um, what was it? Early two thousands, right? I would say early two thousands. I think. Uh, well, yeah, it, it came out in two thousand five. I don't remember when it first started filming. Thir- I know it, it thirty days. 30 Holy days shit! <laughs> wow, that is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's a full. It's a like two and a half hour documentary on it called "The Devil's Rejects: Thirty Days in Hell," that that they did uh, on the film. That documentary the, probably the, took longer to make before the movie. <laughs> Jesus, thirty days! Wow. Um, so, first off, let's uh, let's drug test everyone because that's really fast for a movie with seven million dollar budget. Um, second, wow, 30 days. My God. There are fan films out there that take longer to make than that. Holy shit. 30, 30 days. And are you sure? 30 days? We're not talking 30 weeks, maybe? Nope, nope. What what the hell? Like, what? Rob Zombie said... Hey guys, let's make a let's make a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. By the way, I want this done in thirty days. Get your asses to it right now. Learn your script, learn your role, get in makeup, stay in makeup. I want you to sleep in it, eat it. I want you to breathe your character for thirty fucking days. Like holy shit! I've been like Rob. I love you, but I'm out. Later. <laughs> Damn. You know, for a movie that only makes thirty days, it's such a masterpiece. It really is. <laughs> um. So then, now my new question is, is like, wow, so first off, let me just say is, I think we can all say this safely in the network that we are all older than this movie, which for some weird reason in my head that uh, Devil's Rejects was made in like 1990 something, maybe 1998, 1999, but no. Second, it's honestly a great movie. Um, And these are just my final thoughts on it. I'm just really shocked because... It has definitely some 90s vibes to it. It doesn't even have early 2000 vibes. Um, but wow, yeah. Um, 30 days. <laughs> Holy shit. And you said there's a documentary. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a documentary called 30 Days in Hell. Wow. Like, I mean, I'm seriously grabbing my beard and I'm sitting here thinking in my head is... How in the hell did you film a movie in 30 days? No, it's all, I mean, you know, for a film that made in 30 days, it doesn't seem like it. And again, it, it honestly is just an, it's, it's, I'm stuttering here. It's, it's just an excellent film. It's, a, it's a classic first off. Uh, I highly recommend it. And, you know, I also highly recommend Trick or Treaters podcast because this was such a blast. Um, 
but yeah, uh, it's a great movie. Watch it. And if you don't, again, you have no taste in horror. I don't care. Uh, you can come argue with me on Twitter. Please do. Um, I'll just keep saying, go watch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let's see here. Let's go into ratings. Uh, I think it would be appropriate to do to use tutti frutti uh, uh, ice cream cones as our rating scale on this. Uh, and uh, uh, since you've never been on that, hey, do ratings out of five. So, so how many two uh, pretty ice four and a half? Just because I took a bite out of one. This. Um, no, I'm kidding. But four and a half. Uh, I would definitely give it a four out of half because <laughs> it's a. It, and again, I know I'm sitting here screaming and praising this movie throughout this whole episode. However, there were a couple of scenes that definitely made me just like go. All right, let's uh, let's move a little bit long here. I felt like there was just some scenes that were really cl- that were really clinging on. But other than that, it's still definitely watchable. It's highly watchable. Yeah, uh, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. It's it's, it's definitely a highly watchable film. Uh, I'm gonna give it four tutti frutti ice cream cones out of five, and uh, I'll say you know I, I I love the characters. I I love the the Firefly family, the the main three Otis, Baby, and and Spalding. Uh, it it did feel like a like a as Rob Zombie put it like a fucked up western like this whole movie did, and the, this ending is easily like one of my favorites I've, I've seen in a long time uh just a few minor gripes with the film some things i was kind of questioning like well that didn't quite make sense but but okay but uh but overall i think i think it's a really great film and uh i definitely recommend uh, checking it out especially if you liked uh house of a thousand corpses for sure definitely check uh, check it out or if you're just a fan of yeah, Rob Zombie, um, uh, you'll give it a shot. if you didn't know this, because you only listen to Rob Zombie as a musician, he's a fantastic, fabulous director. He's made a lot of good classics. Um, so I highly recommend a lot of his movies, um, except Halloween 2, <laughs> um, which I'll have to save my breath for a long time. Um, but Agreed. Yeah, no, it's, you know, the... Watch. I mean, honestly, here's what I'm just gonna say: is if you're not a big Captain Spaulding fan like I am and Kyle, um, definitely just watch House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil Rejects, and don't even bother with Three from Hell. Um, and it's nothing against the movie; it's a great movie. However, it's just it's it just was very unnecessary, as Kyle has said, and I could not agree with Kyle anymore on that. I really couldn't. And like I said, the only way I see this movie deemable is just because of the the idolization of Sid and Captain Spaulding, but other than that, it's it's really not needed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, well, uh, we hope that everybody uh, listening enjoyed, uh, enjoyed listening to this review. Uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, I'm I'm sorry that we took a little break uh, for a little bit there. It's uh, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be back on track next week. Hopefully Jr. can return. 
I'm not sure if he if he'll be back next week or not. So I won't say what we're doing next week, just in case we we can't do it or we have to or I have to change it up and do a different movie uh, next week. But I will, uh, I will have a movie out next week. I'm just not sure yet what. Uh, but uh, th- thank you all for checking us out and listening, and thank you all so much for the support you've given us. Uh, ever since we started, we we couldn't do this without you. And uh, I just want to say thank you to my uh, editor, uh, Carmen, who does a wonderful job of making uh, me and everyone on the show sound great and does a great job editing our podcast. I I love you, brother, and I couldn't do this without you. And uh, (laughs) and I want to take a second also to uh, shout out the Slash and Cast Podcast Network, which we are a part of and so grateful to be a part of. Uh, uh, And I'm... I love almost I love every show on the on the network. I I'm subscribed to all of them. It, I mean, I'm, it, it it's a lot, a lot, a lot of subscriptions. Oh, yeah. There's like thirty over thirty shows on the network now, and uh, yeah, I, t- I take my time and, and and check them out. And I, I highly recommend other people listening. Uh, if you if you like this or if you want to hear more horror podcasts, or even even if you're not a horror a horror even if you're not like <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't be a horror fan if you're listening to this. But even if you if, if if maybe you uh you want to branch out and do listen to stuff other than horror podcasts, we have true crime podcasts on the network, and we even have a, a wrestling podcast on the network. Like we have a little bit of everything, okay. And speaking a little bit of everything, uh, I took this time to let Lane tell you about his show in case uh, in case none of you ever listened to the Lane Shift. Lane, uh, t- t- tell everybody about your show. Yeah, I appreciate That's that, Kyle. Yeah, so uh, my name is Lane. I run this little show called The Lane Shift. Um, basically, it's where I put my little stupid-ass thoughts basically together, and I rumble about what I love so much about things that a lot of people don't care for, or I just really enjoy myself. I do horror, gaming, action, comedy, all that. Um, and the reason why I do that is because it's definitely a big main of mine. I'm a very hardcore nerd, which is why my slogan is where things get freaky and geeky, uh, because freaks was for, uh, the things I say, and of course, horror and then geekies for my love of comics and DC and all that and Marvel. I'm a huge nerd. Um, and that includes with horror and everything. So yeah, um, check me out. I'm on Apple podcasts, Spotify. I'm also on Twitter at the lane shift, Instagram, the lane shift. It's a pretty simple name. I mean, why aren't we checking us out? I mean, you can even check out trick or treaters podcast. If you're listening to this, their name's also pretty simple and pretty catchy too. A lot better than the lane shift. <laughs> I'm just a narcissist who named myself. That. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I definitely appreciate you having me on Kyle and let me be one of your new co-hosts. No, I'm kidding. I have my own show to run. I love you, man, but my show takes a lot of energy. <laughs> um, but no, I seriously, seriously, man, I appreciate you letting me come on and chat about one of my all-time favorite movies, and hopefully you'll allow me back on someday soon. Yeah, I appreciate having you on, man. I'm, I'm glad you, you came on for this. It, it was a great time. I hope you had a great time, and uh, I definitely look forward to working with you more, either me coming on your show or you coming on on here more or if we just get together again sometime in the future and uh we're on someone else's show as yeah uh, as we normally do we'll always find a way that's to meet that's up. true it's uh, like every we'll time i'm on a guest up, episode you're somewhere. with me i'm like oh kyle let's go <laughs> all right couldn't think of a another team to uh crossover <laughs> yeah. with than with the trick-or-treaters of 
<laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, once again, uh, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure what we'll be doing. Hopefully we'll be back on, on a normal routine. If not, then I'll figure out something. But until then, uh, I hope you all have a uh, hope you all have a wonderful day, night, evening, whatever it is that you're listening to, uh, and be safe out there. And just thanks so much for the support. And until then, it's time we uh, bid you adieu. Goodbye. Yep. Good night. Stay tooty Stay fucking freaky. fruity and freaking Bang. geeky and all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.